0: You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the role of pastors, and uh, we haven't really been in the the role of pastor for very long. So yeah, dude, you many, know more than I do. <laughs> many people are probably like, who are these two people to talk about pastors when they haven't even been pastors for what? How long have you been a pastor? Uh, you're not even. Ordained I'm not even ordained yet. yet. But you're so about cut to me be. a break. You're yeah. about to. Yeah, be.
1: for all you listeners saying, "Well, he ain't even ordained yet." Yeah. I'm. It's coming. All <laughs> right, it's coming. Yeah, but uh, f- shoot, I think How long have you been I want to say two, three. two or three years. That yeah, I, I think. I think, right about three. I think honestly. When yeah. when did we have our last revival service? Because that was when. Yeah, it's been about three years. Yeah, I think, three well. years. I remember May was May of. I th- it had been 2018. May of 2018 was my first. Uh, my first sermon, so. Mm.
0: Let me ask you a question, Phil. Is there Shoot. any uh, any uh, passages of sc- scriptures you can think of that you've read this week that just kind of spoken to you? Yeah, man, I've been reading uh, Malachi mm.
1: um, chapter. I know, yeah, Malachi chapter three, and uh, you know, I was thinking. It was talking about, obviously, not robbing God and, mm-hmm. and what have you. But it gets three, and uh, towards the end, it talks about the complaints of the people and how terrible they were to mm-hmm. God. God's given them everything. And I was like, man, God's given me everything that I need, anything, everything pretty much that I want in life. And I don't always, how would say it, I don't always appreciate it. You know, I take things for granted a lot. I try not to so much I try to be more thankful, but even some of the some of the things I'll just I'll just read, you know, how these uh, how these people were and it just it's like, man, it's kind of how how we are, kind of yeah. how I am. Yeah. But in uh Malachi 3 verses uh 13 it says people complain, it says in 13 your words have been harsh against me, says, the "Lord, that you yet you say What have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept His ordinance, and that we walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? It's like, man, it like, it's important to follow God. It's important to to figure out what his plan is for your life and to pray to him and to ask him for guidance and to seek him and not do it on your own. But even these people back then were saying, well, what's it? Why should we be doing this? Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal after they've robbed him, after the priest, you know, the, the priests have, uh, uh, went and did their own thing after they, you know, provided him with secondary offerings, not even the best that they had. And then they're saying, well, what, what do we need to serve you for? Why do we need to keep, what you're asking us to yeah. do? Can't we just do it on our own? And you preach on Wednesday. No, you can't do it on your
0: own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? What um, you been reading? I've been I've been doing a little study on the Book of Romans, and I will not get into the details of of that. But uh, it uh, it's kind of a hard book in some places. Yeah. Kind of hard to to understand. And so I wanted to do a study so I could better understand it. Um, but one I just had recently um, read, which was the more you know well known versus Romans three, twenty three, you know, for, for all of sin and falling short mm-hmm. of the glory of God. Um, but what I you know, what I continue to see out of Romans is that God's grace continues to abound. that he would he would I'll use a big word here, <coughs> pastor word, uh justify us. Wow. You know. Uh and and that's just cool and, and it just shows how awesome God is and what he's done for us. But you know, we'll we'll jump in, but you know, why I asked that was you know, I think everybody needs to be doing, having their own personal studies and, you know, specifically leaders and pastors, you mm-hmm. know, pastors and themselves, you know, can sometimes get... You know, caught up in just their, you know, study for the word and for sure. study for what they're going to preach on. And, and that's good. And hopefully, you know, pastors are doing that. But to do your own personal study, something yeah. that you can soak in and, and what God wants you to learn from the scriptures is just uh, it's just really important. For
1: sure. And early on in my call, I found myself only reading to prepare for yeah. a message, mm-hmm. only getting in, the, you know, God's word when I had to mm-hmm uh it's not so much like that anymore and i think what's helped me out a lot is my wife has been on board with you know she's doing her own stuff and it's uh she's in the word she's re- i mean she hangs out with your wife and they do that um, mm-hmm. book together but she's in the word every day pretty much and so am i in our marriage dude i'm telling you yep. skyrocketed because Absolutely. of it you know in all aspects yeah.
0: and it's it's great and that's just a lesson you know for leaders just by you being faithful and obeying God, people are looking and wanting to also take that step to being faithful and obeying God and, and reading mm-hmm. the Word and praying and, and serving and, and all those things. But, Absolutely. Phil, let me ask you a question. You're you're a pastor and a fairly young pastor. I'm, I'm a young pastor as well. What is a pastor?
1: Well, a pastor, by the Bible's definition, is someone who's to tend to the flock, yeah. someone who's the leader of a church, who is guiding and making the decisions of the church, uh, following, uh, following what God wants to do. It's funny. I just saw Jimmy down there with a the Nerf gun. He's hunting bats. So step in, come into the, come into the church house any day of the week. You see our pastor, the senior pastor with a Nerf gun hunting bats. He's also the defender of the church yeah. as I'm watching right absolutely. now. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny.
1: That's a uh, talk about coincidence. Huh? Yep. That's funny. What do you think? What do you think though? I mean, um, we obviously absolutely. have a lot of roles.
0: Oh yeah. And and I think, you know, a lot, there's a, a lot of different roles for a pastor and um but you mentioned he's to tend to the flock he's the shepherd you know you'll see that a lot you know in the dune testament talking about being the shepherd of, of the flock and take care of the flock but you'll also see a word the overseer mm-hmm. which is the same you know the same thing but I, I like that word because it gives responsibility to it you know a shepherd could a bad shepherd could say well you know i don't need, i have 99 other ones yeah you know? that's right um but the good shepherd goes after you know it, it wants the whole flock together mm-hmm. but the overseer you, you get that sense of like responsibility yeah, You gotta watch you it. have to watch yeah. it and and also you know it kind of i think it really binds the shepherd role together um, and the idea that you're pr- the protector, you're the one, you know, killing bats out and right, house, right. <laughs> or knocking them down. Right. Uh, but ultimately, we could say he's the he's a, the leader. Absolutely. Um, yep. Um, you know, he's the. It's it's funny to think about it a little bit, but like a, a man and a wife, and the, the man, the the leader of the the household, the protector of the yeah. house, the overseer yeah. of the house. Um. You know the pastor in the same sense to the church. He's the, he's the one who protects and and lifts up and loves and, and we all are to do that, but the pastor really has to do it. Mm -hmm. He has to, because he's the one who's responsible. And
1: that's, I think that's the, the, the key word there. The responsibility lies on the pastor Mm -hmm. with, through the direction of God. You know, God speaks the message through him. We wouldn't, you know, if it wasn't for Jimmy serving, uh, God in the capacity that He does the ministries. Can you imagine Him doing that on His own? Mm-hmm. If He said, "Mo well, Church, this is what we're gonna do. This, this is my vision, not the vision God has for mm-hmm. me." It'd be a mess. It'd be a disaster, and yeah. He would have to answer to
0: it. Yeah, and He for would, it. Yeah, He would stand before God mm-hmm. and give an account for for. And that's why I look at it a lot. Not only does He give an account for His own life, but He gives an account for how He's, um. You know, how He's looked after the church, how he's, you know, loved for the church. Mm-hmm. He gives an account for yeah. that as well. <clears throat> but obviously um, challenges
1: come from that. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of, there's a big we're undertaking. We're to talk about you know? that
0: because um, and, and I think this is important to, you know, hopefully maybe we can encourage some pastors who, who might be listening to this, but there's a lot of pastors that are struggling. Um, and they've not only struggled now, they've struggled throughout time, and the church is pretty yeah. good at forgetting it sure saying well you know i work the 9 to 5 job i you know i do that and this and that and and think maybe the pastor doesn't have uh they wait you're telling me or they anything? only
1: work on they don't only work on sundays and wednesdays
0: <laughs> yeah dang uh, what a life that would be right yeah
1: yeah that was it. that was the running joke down in down in bloomington people always tease my guy my my pastor down there and say yeah well you don't know what it's like to work yo you only work on sunday morning sunday night and wednesday night you know obviously they do a lot more as we're finding out and we're figuring out and
0: um, and, and i think you know with with what you're you know said there um i have a whole new look on i bet on our pastor jimmy and pastors you know in our association and pastors across the country because it is a lot more work than than i thought it was and it It not only is a lot more work physically, but even spiritually, you don't realize the burden um, of the overseer. And I don't even really realize that so much yet. And you probably don't realize that so much yet because we're not the pastor of New Life Fellowship. Um, We preach and we we tend. I'm the associate pastor here. You're the youth pastor. We have our own responsibilities within the church but Jimmy oversees us as well and, and praise God for it. Yeah. So, um, what I want to talk about next though, is, uh, what pastors are supposed to do because I don't really think, I think a lot of churches don't maybe quite understand maybe what all a pastors are <coughs> supposed to do or just focus on one thing, what a pastor is supposed to do and think that the rest of this stuff doesn't matter. Um, right. So, um, I know you have a, a verse you'd like to share. Yeah.
1: So I think it kind of, kind of, Encompasses all of the duties or responsibilities of pastors. Ephesians four eleven and twelve, and it says, "And he himself, being God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers." Four in verse twelve. So this is the reason God gave these positions. And mind you, that it is appointed because God gave them. Mm-hmm. It's not they chose to be it because I, I know me and you both talked. This was not our first, uh, no. <laughs> our first choice of, of, of jobs or careers or extracurricular no. you know activities. But God called us and he gave some for these three reasons. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So right there, just in, in the first point of that, for the equipping of the saints, our job is to make sure that whatever flock we're tending to, whatever church we're called to lead, we're making sure that they're the best Christians, men and women, that they can be. We're tending to them. We're helping them out. We're helping them grow spiritually Mm -hmm. in all aspects of their life. Yeah. Um. I think, you know, maybe sometimes people think that, uh, you said uh, earlier before we started that, maybe, you know, some people think that the pastor is a person to meet only their needs. Mm -hmm. Like, the... like a personal past Mm -hmm. like something you can put in your pocket and call up whenever it's like no there's a lot of there's a lot of people that need this this you know this um this man to help them out and you know i don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings but you're not the only one you know there's plenty there's plenty of people that that need uh that need the help and the Mm -hmm. talking to and the counseling and the praying for and all that all that stuff but you know uh the equipping of the saints is huge because if we have a you know if we lead weekly we're gonna have a weak church. Mm-hmm. if we lead uh strong and and boldly and courageous we would expect that out of our church to have the same type of thing if, if we're in the word and we're growing and we have you know we've established bible studies or whatever we would expect our church to grow and i think jimmy does a great job here doing that with with all the people that he's put in place mm-hmm. um and uh and and in their roles so
0: yeah um i want to we'll look at here at first timothy uh <coughs> chapter three and a lot of people look at this um um you know to figure out you know am i called you know am i able to do it? so there's some like requirements that i really need to meet um so i'll, hey, I'll just read them and, and maybe we'll talk about them here though but it says here starting in verse 2 it says now the overseer is uh, to be above reproach faithful to his wife temperate he must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he uh, will not fall uh, into disgrace and into the devil's uh, trap. And then it goes on to talk about deacons and right, other right. roles uh, in the church, too. But, you know, when I look at this this passage here in Timothy, I think a lot of people would be like, Well, I definitely don't want to do that. Right, right. You know, there's so many different things. and. And I think even pastors themselves can struggle with with this passage because um, I'll say something that hopefully doesn't hit too hard home to some people, but it's a real thing, is what happens when my son, um, you know, decides he doesn't want to be a believer anymore and, and leaves, uh, you know, the, the family of God or, or whatever it might be right you know i've i've heard pastors struggle with this that maybe they shouldn't even preach any or shouldn't even be the pastor anymore because they they think that their family is you know chaos and and all those things Mm -hmm. um so you know some of those things are can be hard to understand but but what i always remember is what i just mentioned earlier about the study that i'm doing for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Mm -hmm. god and and pastors have to they have to continue to ask for forgiveness because they are not perfect people. They will fall short, and they will mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean,
1: w- I mean, great. You know, Jimmy preached about Moses uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, standing in the gap for his sister. We mm-hmm. talked about it last yeah, time on the, it on the podcast. We need to stand in the gap for the people in our church who aren't living right. Mm-hmm. We need to stand in the gap and ask for forgiveness for them you know be that be that mediator not saying because there's one mediator and that's mm-hmm. Jesus Christ but standing in the gap and and talking to Christ for them yeah so that they might have a chance to repent and turn away from it mm-hmm. because not everybody who and side note for you listeners not everybody who comes into a church house is saved oh yeah a lot of people need prayer everybody needs prayer but not everybody comes in polished up yeah so we need to be praying for them
0: but i would say on the more serious side of things for pastors who are living in sin who are yeah. not doing what they're supposed to um who are going against some a lot of these things that i mentioned here they're they're not self-controlled they're they they're, they've gone into drunkenness they mm-hmm. you know all these different types of things that are that are in here um i would say that the bible is pretty clear that you are failing uh, the church of god so that's just a note that i hope that w- that we take in but i also want to read here in acts um just to, just to give us a good idea of what a pastor um, should be doing and what their calling is, and and I think I'm I'm glad that you said it. You know, there in the Ephesians, you know, they're called yeah, by God for sure. Um, now, can you can you want to be a pastor? Sure, but oh, yeah. God has to commission you. God has to call you to, or just isn't going. You're not going to be blessed in it. Right. God doesn't bless us outside of His will. Um, and that's also important for us to. So in verse twenty in Acts twenty twenty five says now that I know that none of you none among you whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which He bought with His own blood. I know that after I leave savage wolves will come in among you. And will not spare the flock even from your own number men will arise and distort the truth in order uh, in order to draw away disciples uh, after them so be on your guard remember that uh, for three years uh, I never stopped warning each of you night and day uh, with tears and he's talking to the the pastors of Ephesus you know the overseers um, there, uh, in it, you know, in Ephesians, and then obviously you read the verse, mm-hmm. the letter to the Ephesians. So this right. was, Paul was serious about having pastors understand their role and their calling as the yeah, shepherds sure of the flock, um, to protect the flock. And here we even get a more serious side of it. Like, okay, wolves are coming. You know, they're gonna, there's gonna be people trying to steal uh, the family of God away right. from from the church um and it's the pastor's responsibility to not let his their people Fall into that trap. The best of his ability, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are going to make their own choices. They sure will. Um, and and a pastor cannot do anything about that. I don't believe a pastor is held responsible for it as long as as he's protected the church. Right. He didn't let that person in the pulpit. He didn't let you know yep. that person teach or preach. They just happen to hear and fall into. But that, that goes trap. back
1: to Ephesians four, the equipping yep. of the saints. You know, if if like I said, if if a pastor is to to raise them, raise the church up boldly confidently in god's word with the biblical doctrines and biblical truths you would think that most people uh in the in that case would be able to recognize when deceit is within mm-hmm. or people are trying to steal them from you know doing yeah. what doing what God what god has called them to do but Unfortunately, I think you go in any church in America, probably any church in the world, there's going to be somebody who's unwilling or somebody who's not wanting to follow the the role of whatever mm-hmm. you know the pastor has called them to do. Help, you know, uh, uh, be a good steward, be a good servant um, in the capacity that God's called them to serve
0: at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I wrote a few things here, what a pastor is supposed to do. But I, I put number one is prayer. Hmm. Um, I think some pastors can struggle with this. I'll only be because of, you know, circumstances and, and adversity and some things like that. But, you know, we see Jesus multiple times in the Gospels, spend one-on-one time with him and the Father. Yeah. Um you know, and we'll say, well, that was Jesus, but Jesus is the good shepherd, the mm-hmm. great shepherd, and we're called shepherds, we're called overseers, um, so we have to emulate Christ and what yeah. He has done, and He was a person about prayer. I um, mean, you know, He even says His His house will be a house of prayer. We see that in the Bible. Prayer is super important because it is our it is our communication with God, mm-hmm. and if a pastor has no communication with God he will fail because he won't know what God wants him to do. Um, and obviously those of you who might, you know, pray on a regular basis, you know how important prayer is. Um, I know when I uh, have not been praying, I can feel yeah, it oh, know, yeah, in my for spirit. sure, and I, and I know a lot of people are that way. And I feel the guilt of the Holy Spirit comes on you when you don't pray. And, and there as a pastor, um, I think it may even come even more on you because you know that... Um, you have to be of good report. You have to know where God's calling the church. Um, not not that you don't listen to to let's say Jimmy's Jimmy. Uh, we don't call the church anywhere. Um, right. God calls him. Jimmy's listening to God. Yep. Jimmy does what God wants him mm-hmm. to do. Not if we say Jimmy, we he you should be doing this. He's not supposed to listen to us. Right. He's supposed right. to listen to God. Not that he doesn't take what we say into consideration, because mm-hmm. that's what a good pastor does. And then they pray about it. Yeah, it. absolutely. So a pastor is definitely a person of prayer. And obviously, I would say number two, um, he's got to teach and preach the word of God. Oh,
1: amen. Absolutely. Um, uh, we had uh, had a guy come in here one time, um, and uh, just one time. Mm-hmm. And he got up, and you know, giving him a chance to to preach. Didn't bring a Bible, didn't bring anything, said some things he probably shouldn't have said, and that never happened again. And he asked one of the guys who, you know, at the time, asked one of the the pastors here at the time, which was TB, he said, "What am I going to preach again? And TB said, brother, you ain't, because there wasn't nothing preaching about it. Mm -hmm. There was no Word of God. There was no uh, Holy Spirit. There was nothing remotely close to anything related yeah. whatsoever to preaching or teaching the word of god mm-hmm. um but it's something i enjoy doing oh you know absolutely. it's terrifying sometimes because you, you realize that what you preach you got to get it right which means you got to study which means you can't just go on a whim and say well i'll try my best because you say something that ain't right You're people down. watching it. Yep.
0: you know they're listening yeah and not only are you I think we have to be serious about the term leading others astray. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think this is one of the reasons why it's so important for a pastor to pray and to study and to, to to ask God what he needs to preach. Because if you say something contrary to the word of God, yeah, that's not a good thing. Um, that's a thing that makes God angry. And we don't like to use that word. right? Right. But God gets angry uh, when we lead others away from the gospel, the good news. Um, and too, you know, too, that you can have the best intention oh, yeah. as a pastor.
1: And the best intention and not mean something, but it comes out bad or you say it anyways, well, guess what? Yeah. You
0: got to make it right. Yeah, you need to be in tune with with the Holy Spirit yeah, wants you say. For sure, for um, sure. Absolutely. And, and I think with just like you said, you, you, you love it and I love it. And, and on the lines of, you know, lives are at stake. Souls are at stake mm-hmm. because, you know, with every, every sermon, every message that I preach, the backdrop is always Jesus Christ. You gotta be. Yeah. And, and no matter if the message is on, you know, whatever boldness, Jesus is always the backdrop mm-hmm. because, you know, I've even, you know, people have come to Christ and messages that I'm like, you know, right. like, like this isn't a salvation message. Right. Um, and it's just crazy how God will work when you are, are obedient to what he wants mm-hmm. to say. Um, and I think that's just cool how he uses just normal weak men. Um, that are that he calls to to be pastors, to, yeah, right. to to show the the power and the awesomeness of, of who he is and in, in, in salvation, um, but also to meet the needs of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to defend the flock. He's got to protect the flock. He's got to pray with the flock, right? Um, you know, and and I would even say to a certain point, a certain point, I think we abuse it, but physical needs have to be addressed in the body now the pastor is not responsible out of his pocket obviously you come together as a family but he oversees that um and i think that you know with that stuff is also important what do you think the problem maybe be with with the whole the role of a pastor he's supposed to meet the needs
1: i think you know like i said earlier man people think that they're that a pastor is only there for them or they get jealous if he's helping somebody else out more than, more than them or, you know, not spending enough time in counseling with them. Or again, I haven't ran into it too much because I'm not a a lead pastor yet, but just what I see, it's like people get jealous quick because the pastor isn't spending enough time with them. I've seen people get upset uh, here because he's on a Sunday morning. He's saying hi to the new people and not spending, you know, Fifteen minutes talking to them about how their work week went. Mm-hmm. It's like there's other people that have you know that have to to needs that need met. Um, but I, I'd say that that's uh, probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, that's what I've heard you know from a lot of guys yeah. talking. They say people people can be tough. Not that you don't love. Them, not that you don't want to see them do well. But I'd say the the time with spending with. I mean, I've gotten calls already with being. You know, a younger pastor, people older than me, well, w- way older than me. i am mean, pretty young anyways, but like, <laughs> like you know, double my age calling me about certain things that I haven't even had life experiences on yet. Yeah. And I'm supposed to know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's what God's Word says about this situation, but I don't know exactly what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I would definitely say that people are, in my short stint, people can be tough. And their, ec- their expectations are mm-hmm. almost... Uh, impossible Mm -hmm. to meet you know i i don't know how else to describe it you know it's they they expect a a certain look a certain way and they they forget that we're human sometimes like did you like they're they're almost like they're waiting Mm -hmm. for you to screw up so Mm -hmm. they can call you out on it and say well should you be doing this or but you look internally and say well maybe i need to tighten up some things if that if that is the case Mm -hmm. we do slip up we do mess up from time to time but you know i think uh expectations is another Big one,
0: absolutely, and and I think sometimes we also we don't understand what an actual need is. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, the the pastor should be a pastor who visits. Um, I I do believe, but if if you you know you're in for like a cold or something like that, do you do you need a, is your relationship you know so hindered that you couldn't ask God to to be with you and i know that might not be a a popular opinion on certain things like that Sure, but we also have to understand people are dying every day Mm -hmm. those are the people who who need the pastor to be with them um you know and and i think with this this is the the key for for pastors to understand and this is what i pray you know for for myself and and for all the pastors here but that you know you don't show favoritism yeah. when it comes to meeting knees praying over people you just you just do whatever the holy spirit calls you to do um you know some people need more attention than others um that's okay um, but that doesn't mean you show favoritism you know because your family your family um, you know, needs you or needs you that you neglect maybe some mm-hmm. others or the widow or all these other examples that we get throughout the Bible. Um, we have to be um, very you know ready to to keep ourselves in check. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say. yeah, you know keep ourselves in check um, when it comes to favoritism because you can sometimes slip into it <laughs> and not even realize um, that you're that you've done it. Um, mm-hmm. So this is why I think any any type of criticism or concern that that the church brings, you got to you got to accept it and you got to pray about it and and really evaluate is this true about me? Am I doing this? Um, and ask god to to evaluate it.
1: And too, I think it's good to have pastor peers yeah you know, hey, this is what I've heard about myself. do you see it? you know mm-hmm. and how do you think I' am I'm doing yeah. it and having that that same view of you know, they know where you're coming from. They understand. It. I mean, we we've, we've been told that uh people already have, you know, said things which, you know, people are people. Yeah. They they gossip, they talk, they they take things for uh for what they see or how they perceive certain things and it's not the truth. Um but we know now that you are a stiff board and uh <laughs> I am not. But no, I'm joking, but you know, we hear things and they say that we've changed. Mhm. And we'll Do praise so. the Lord yeah. that we've Absolutely. changed. Can you imagine if we stayed the same mm-hmm. from our salvation on? Nothing would change. Nobody would be able to tell mm-hmm. the difference between us being born again believers who are called to be pastors versus yeah. a worldly regular Joe.
0: Yeah. You know. Um, you know, and and that's so true. But this last point I want to talk about um, is sacrifice. You know, I think in, in just this passage in Acts, you see a tremendous amount of sacrifice that a pastor gives um, for the flock. Mm-hmm. Um, that he lays down his own life for the flock if that's what uh, needs to be done. Um, he truly holds the church on his shoulders um, and, and lovingly so, hopefully, um, because if it's not lovingly so, um, you you've missed the first the, the first Timothy verse right right um, and it's not easy it's it's hard um, and I, like you said we're not even lead pastors but this is why i think it's important for us to know that this isn't an easy road this isn't you know some amusement park job where you know I'll, I only get to work sunday and wednesday right. because you're going to you're going to realize pretty quick if you're doing it the right way and the way that god wants you to do it um, that it's work, that mm-hmm. it's hard, that it's there's going to be times where you're going to feel the burden of the people more than the, than the people feel the, yeah. the burden. Um, and I think those are important things um, to know. But also with that, um, don't think, like we've said, I think we might even said it earlier, um, that people outside are not trying to destroy the church yeah. Um. I think you see that a lot in the letters, and and even Jesus himself says it. You know, they're gonna come in looking like you, and um, but they're actually wolves. Um, as a pastor, don't be naive to think that they're not people trying to steal uh, your people yeah, away, sabotage for um, sure, or trying to disrupt um the Holy Spirit, or trying to to allow darkness to to move you know, within within mm-hmm. the flock and to lead people astray because um, that's the job of the devil, and, and he continues to do that. So I would say, um, as the Bible would say it, be on guard. Absolutely. Um, and, a, and a pastor mm-hmm. has to be on guard, weapons ready, and, and ready to fight and lay down his life for the church. But not just
1: that. They have to know how to use the weapons. Mm-hmm. You, hand, you hand me a sword. I'm probably getting killed because I don't know how to use a sword. Mm-hmm. But... know you 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 train and you and you listen and you read and you study and you figure out you get well equipped Mm -hmm. for these these um issues that will arise i don't think it's a matter of if i think it's a matter of when they do pop up how are we going to react how are we going to respond are we going to be caught with like a deer in the headlights are we going to be ready to roll are we going to be ready to defend Mm -hmm. you know in Acts chapter twenty, what you just read, it says wolves will be coming. Yeah. What do shepherds do? And do they just lay down and get eaten with their sheep? No, they run after them wolves. Absolutely. They try and scare them off. They they are standing in between the sheep and a hungry wolf.
0: Um, I hope I don't butcher this, but David, you know, he was a shepherd, and it says sure he he he's fighting off bears and, and lions, lions, yeah. and, and you know all these big animals yeah. to protect his sheep. Um, again, I'll say it's not an easy job. No. Um, Anything about that? When he got to the, got to Goliath, he's probably
1: like, "This ain't nothing," yeah. because God has provided. Yeah. He's helped me through all these other yeah. things. This Goliath ain't nobody. But he was prepared, right? Yeah, he was prepared. He was prepared.
0: Yep, absolutely. And got and not only he didn't, he did the he did the work, but ultimately God absolutely. prepared him. Yep, yep. God put him in the places he need to be to be equipped for for the future. Exactly. Um, and, and praise God that He does that. Um, you know, what, what do you think? I'll say this before we get into this. This is a, probably a big one I've heard people say that a pastor is supposed to do. This is interesting to me because I've heard it a lot. The pastor is the one who's supposed to bring the people. Mm. The pastor is the one who's supposed to bring... Like the new believers, right? Um, so, what do you th- what do you think about that? Because, I, like I said, that's probably the thing I hear the most.
1: Yeah, well, if that's the case, who's gonna be preaching? If yeah. I'm, if we're rounding everybody up and telling them to to come, and what time do we have to per- What time do we have to do anything else? You know, again, it gets back to the equipping of the saints. Are they equipped to share the gospel with them? Are they equipped to invite? Mm-hmm. It's something you wouldn't think. Something so simple as inviting somebody to church would be such a huge battle for some people. Mm-hmm
0: oh but it is it is
1: it's it's enormous it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. we overthink things like what if they think what if they think about you know how do they think about this or what if what if i say something wrong like do you want to go to church it's pretty simple mm -hmm. they'll say no they might laugh at you or you know question you or whatever but if you're equipped everything's easier but i would say no it's not solely Mm -hmm. the pastor's job um I think he should play a part in that, Mm -hmm. just like everybody. I mean, he's part of the body too, you know? Absolutely. So the body should be working as one with God, with Christ being the head, and everybody playing their part. But no, I would absolutely disagree with it's only the pastor's Mm -hmm. role.
0: You know, this is what I see is if the church is struggling in numbers, They don't like they're losing people, or you know, they just haven't seen a visitor in in years. They blame the pastor because he's not sharing the gospel enough. He's not inviting others to church. He's not doing this or that. Um, And not realizing that the responsibility doesn't just fall on their pastor Mm -hmm. for the people coming into the church. Um, It also falls on you because we're all to all believers, all, all disciples of of Christ are, are supposed to make disciples. So that means you can't
1: just show up to church and sit in a pew. You got to do stuff.
0: You got to, you got to be the church. That's right. Other than Sunday and Wednesday. And I can, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say, if you decide to be the church outside the church, you might see your church grow, or you uh, will see your church yeah, grow, yeah, um, because you know God blesses those who aren't ashamed of them, yeah, uh, outside the four walls mm-hmm. of the church, um, and that's just some food for thought. Yeah, what is it, um,
1: Shakespeare? What did you turn into? Some uh, that was that was pretty profound, there, Philip. Yeah. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why they call me the. What, the, the stiff board. Stiff yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say something yeah, else because sure. I feel like we see this a lot because we have multiple pastors here. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say this, and I'm not going to be specific, obviously, because I think all of us, the pastors here, mm. probably hear either negative things or not so good things about each other um, that we don't need to share with each other yeah, because right? it's just going to discourage us yeah. um, from our calling. So so but I would say this is what I I hate the most um is I like the way so and so sounds yeah better than this or I like that that this person tells more stories yeah. than than this person yeah. um and what I would be what I would say to that is you're missing the whole message yep. um cuz you can you know a good godly man can 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 really uh a good godly pastor can can be all different type of personalities. Absolutely, you know. And praise God that He uses all sorts of different type of personalities and and experiences for for an individual to, yeah. to share the the greatest news, the gospel right. of Jesus Christ. Um, and what I always like to say is, what did you get out of it? Um, and if you didn't get anything out of it, it's your fault.
1: Yeah, right. And maybe that message wasn't for you no, because because you know. Uh, Every pastor I've heard that's preached in here has been great. I love it because it's God's word being taught, being shared, being preached. Yeah.
0: So that's By, just a, yeah, for sure. That's for just sure. another thing. Um, you know, pastors supposed to have lots of stories. Or pastors are are supposed to have jokes in the pulpit. Um, you're missing the whole the whole role. Yeah, it's of ain't a, a, a production. Oh. You know, church a church is not a production. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so I want to just get maybe on a uh, another level here. Not so much the. The role of a pastor what they're supposed to do but um what do you think about the struggles pastors face today in yeah
1: ministry? well well one of them is being in a hot room re- recording yeah. <laughs> a podcast that's number one for me i'm dying up here but we do it for you the listeners so yeah. thank you for yeah. tuning in <laughs> no uh i'm persecution just like any christian would mm. maybe maybe more magnified though Maybe. with uh with being a pastor like i said people wait <laughs> it's like they wait you tell you tell somebody you're a christian then you tell somebody you're a pastor it's, it's almost an amplified yeah. waiting like they sit they're cunning they're they're waiting they're you know watching every move you make so they can call oh you screwed up you screwed up so I say the persecution and in oh. the discouragement oh, i mean yeah. you said it you know mm-hmm. you hear we hear people talk about other people all the time it's like look man y'all God don't like gossip. I I ask people, Are you sharing more of the gospel or are you sharing more of the gossip? Yeah.
0: Sometimes I uh, I haven't uh had to do it very often, think the thank the Lord. Um but there have been moments where you, you hear gossip in the background and um you just say, There's not a whole lot of Jesus being yeah, talked about over there. Right. Um, that normally at least stops the gossip for yeah, a moment. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, at least till so you walk away yeah. and they, whatever they do after that, but no, I'd say, man, like I said, persecution. And, and 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 like I said earlier, the expectations that people have for you. And I will say, you know, not a lot of people get it. Yeah. They think they understand um what it's like and again, I don't have too many experiences yeah. because we're we're, young. We we're just getting we're into not, it. We're not the we're not the you lead
0: pastor and um, you know, and that's why we're talking about it. Yeah,
1: right, right. But it's yeah, persecution I think is 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 magnified through that through that role, which God's word says. If they hate you, know that they hated me first. Yep. You know, Christian um, pastor. So I'd say that's probably the biggest um,
0: biggest you know with with what you said about discouragement. You know, sometimes I don't even think maybe you know the members of, the, of your church or or here or whatever it doesn't matter um, realize that they're even discouraging their pastors when they're, when they're talking about, Oh, you know, you know, Oh, you, you should have said this, you know, this would have been better if you said it that way. And these are small things, but I'm just saying even these small little, little things that are just pokes at your pastor, right. You know, just to maybe, Oh, you know, like, like the, it's just funny and it doesn't make me upset, but like the stiff board type stuff, like we say it as a joke. Um, and, and, you know, depending on your relationship with the pastor, you know, yeah, um, you know it's a joke, that type of stuff. But why would you just want to keep throwing negative things yeah. at your pastor yeah. when he's already struggling? He's just gonna get more discouraged. He's just gonna fall into depression and bitterness and and these things that every single human being does. And this is why it's important to know your discouragement doesn't just fade away. Um, right. When you're talking to the pastor, um, he takes it just as if you were to discourage your your mom or your dad or your mm-hmm. brother or your sister. Um, he feels it just the same, um, you know. So I think that's that is huge for us to remember that we need to build our pastor up. Absolutely, you know, we need to lift him up. We need to pray for him. We need to to you know ask him what does he need? What you know to help him? Yeah, wh- that not only helps him but it you know it lifts his spirit up so he can better tend to tend to the flock
1: absolutely so what is pastor appreciation month that's october mm, yeah i think so yeah you know don't just pray for him in october. during in october <laughs> you know it's like he he's alive the rest of the year too <laughs> yeah. you know you hear him speak every sunday and every wednesday don't just pray for him uh during that october month mm. you know they need it
0: they and, need it and i think another thing we'll we'll, we'll switch a bit is is a lot of pastors are overworked um, they take on too much. Um, and I, I'll give you an example um, of, of the Old Testament, you know, with with Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. Moses is, like, sitting there for hours, lines of people, basically, thou- I mean, thousands of people, coming to him with their discrepancies, with their, with their quarrels and all these things, their arguments. Uh, and... Moses is exhausted, and his father-in-law is like, basically, and this is an interpretation for sure, a paraphrase, I sure, should say, sure. uh, you're stupid, you know, you need to to delegate, you need to, to have other good godly men, um, you know, the pastor doesn't need to be, well, I'll say it like this, the pastor shouldn't have to be doing the bulletins, or running the sound, or doing the children's church, mm-hmm. you know. We as as believers and hopefully you know, being faithful believers, you know, in good rapport as well right, as what right. the pastor's supposed to be, need to take on some of the other responsibilities in the church. Um. So the pastor doesn't feel like he has to do everything.
1: Right, and I think you know, with with New Life specifically, we can see some. I I can see some of the growth of the of the of the members. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember there was a time where I didn't like doing certain things i didn't like doing sound didn't like doing nursery but now i look at it as an opportunity to serve god Mm -hmm. and jimmy you know pushes these things not not to say oh you need to do more Mm -hmm. but you know the things that you do have the ministries that you do have do it with a joyful heart Mm -hmm. you know don't think of it as a as a prison sentence or oh i have to do this look at it as this is another way to serve god and again he's equipping us for that Mm -hmm. you know and and we see more and more people i mean trevor just got um Uh, He's going to be one of the, I think he's going to be like the lead Mm -hmm. in children's church. And I talked to him about it, and he said, oh, I'm super excited about it. Well, you know, if if we had a pastor who was weak, do you think some of these ministries would dissolve? I do. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to come in here Sunday morning, see you next Sunday morning. No, we got people wanting to serve and willing to serve. And and I think it's cool that's a lot of the younger people here. You know, that's just saying we're getting ready for the next generation and we're getting this leadership because we have a good leader because Jimmy's following Christ and and what he wants for this church. And a lot of the younger folk are stepping up, not to discount, you know, the older people too, because they're doing their part. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's cool to see the 20, 30 sums Mm -hmm. taking a, taking a big step. So,
0: um, and, and another thing I think because of being, you know, overworked because people can be negative and discouraging, um, and just really putting all their burdens on the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think pastors can sometimes neglect their prayer time. Sure. So if they're supposed to pray and they're not praying, they're going to struggle um, in probably just about every area that they're supposed to do. Um, so I think a lot of times pastors, um, the reason why maybe they're struggling more than they they ought to be or, or should be is because... Uh, maybe they've fallen out of that prayer time that they're supposed to to have maybe God's saying you know hey you know you haven't talked to me this whole week you know you need to you need to get back in the word you need to get back mm-hmm. uh, in, in communication with me um, so I think you know with those that's just the surface of the struggles uh, that a pastor would face and in a pastor this' is, this is why what you said, earlier so important a pastor needs other mentors and pastors in in his life because he needs someone to like we said tell it to him straight you know when he Mm -hmm. is is faulting or or, you know thinks he could be faulting he needs him to 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 tell it to him straight but that pastor also knows the same struggle right right he knows what he's what that pastor's going through he's been there he's gotten through it um, and that is important I think even for us to know that that even even Jimmy um, being you know that person that we you know sometimes cling to we mm-hmm. need other pastors who who you know have have been there other mentors outside yeah. of of him I think that's important for us mm-hmm. um, just to to build our, our relationships um, but also because Jimmy might not have the same experience. As us or, or whatever. Yeah,
1: for sure. It's good to it's good to branch out and get a different, you know, some different looks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: so, so with that, you know, do you have any final thoughts, Phil?
1: No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Pray for your pastors, guys. Um, it's not, you know, like I said, I, I'm not too far along in this pastoral role, but I can see how it can be a lot and get to be a lot very quickly especially for newer pastors, um, people taking over in new churches, uh, pastors who are serving overseas, pray for them, you know, because they're they're really the ones trying to lead and the ones uh, who have to stay on track, even when when us as congregation members, we don't want to. You know, they're they're here to lead us. um, uh, They're here to guide us, equip us, pray for us, all those things, and uh, they need it just as much as we do. Absolutely. And one final thought. Just because we're a pastor doesn't mean we know everything in the Bible. Yeah. You know, I've heard people ask certain questions. I'm like, I don't even yeah. know. How, how am I supposed yeah. to know that?
0: And we're young, too. So yeah, that's we hard. have a lot of room to grow. We and, sure do. And, and, and we should grow. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to know all the answers. And even outside that, no, nobody Yeah, know yeah, all yeah. The answers, Absolutely. And your pastor doesn't know all the answers. Um, and if he says he does, then there, there needs another conversation yeah. needs to be had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I would say though with with that and absolutely, you know, you, we need to pray for our pastors, mm-hmm. but I think um don't don't neglect the 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 things that your pastor does for you. Um as they might be small to you, um know that when he prays for you, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge deal. But what I would also like to to say, one of the biggest blessings I think that you can give your pastor is go up to him and say, "I want to serve." Oh yeah, that's a, a great Because a pastor, point. what I know, and there are definitely not good pastors out there. We're not talking about we're not talking about false teachers or right. preachers or anything like that. I'm talking about genuine pastors. They, they they appreciate the appreciation when you say good job or, or those types of things, um, but they're doing their job. They're doing what God calls them to do. What they more appreciate is you coming to them and saying, I, I, I'm willing to serve and I want to serve here yeah. in the church. And, and your pastor will find or, or, <laughs> or at least talk to, to you about what you can do, how you can equip yourself so that yep. you'll be ready to do what you might think God's calling you to. You know. Uh, and he's gonna pray for you that you are ready to do um, the the service that God has for you. Mm. Um, and praise God that God has has established His church as one of the greatest families in in all of creation. Yeah, you know our yeah. imperfect families, no, no matter how good they are, don't stack up to to God's family. That's right. That's right. Um, and that's awesome that I can have a brother and sister with with no blood, um, but through the blood of Jesus that's Christ. Right. Amen to that. Um, so I think that's awesome. So just remember that, those of you who are listening, you know, tell your pastor you're praying for him, and tell your pastor you're ready to to serve the serve in the kingdom of God. Um, so with this uh, this week, uh, uh, our weekly verse here, something that we, we have already uh, read, which is Acts 20. Uh, Twenty eight, which says, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So, again, this podcast is brought to you by New Life Ministries. If you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. And that concludes our episode for this week. Um, I will say this uh, hopefully, um, we will be moving to a video uh, podcast, hopefully, at the start of uh, September. Cool. Um, if uh, everything goes well. So if you if you don't like listening to this on Spotify or Facebook or wherever you might listen. Um we'll be on YouTube here shortly so that you can actually see us uh talk, which I don't know why you would want to do well, that. And but too, if, if you, you know, would like to do yeah, it real quick. And if you know a good makeup artist, Phil will need it because he yeah. is not the prettiest. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: send him our way.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again, that concludes our episode for this week. Uh, If you'd like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, that would be awesome. Um, You can do that at KingdomFaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.